Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Gambit podcast. I am Solo Base Fifteen. I'm here with my good friend Zareth. Zareth, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, Solo. Um, I'm excited to be in the relevant stage now that we uh, don't have a guest. Uh, you actually addressed <laughs> me first. Ah, <laughs> uh, funny how that works, huh? <laughs> hmm. I don't know if it's funny or sad how relieved I am. <laughs> it's funny. It's it's funny to me at least. Um, so we have a very busy show, even though we don't have any guests tonight. So there is a lot that happened. Um, so quick, a couple quick notes. We now have the chat on screen. So if you're watching this podcast via YouTube, you will see who we are responding to because the chat will be on screen. Um, if you're not watching on YouTube and you're just listening on Spotify or iTunes or the website or anything else, I, I'm sorry, you still will have no clue. Uh, with There's that said, literally no hope for you. Right. <laughs> with that said, hello, Kobe. Hello, Froda. Always good to see you here. Um, let's get right into it, though, because like I said, we have a lot to talk about. So much. So. First news that we can start with is Galactic Legends. Um, We all know that there was two of them before, and now there's going to be four. Dear old Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. Good Lord, I can't talk. That's how excited I am. Uh, Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. Um, He's coming to the game, and so is... Big Bad Revived from the Death Emperor Palpatine. So before we get into the requirements, etc., what is your uh, initial thoughts knowing that Galactic Legends are coming back already? Oh, man. And so I've, I've gone through such a wide range of emotions, honestly. It's <laughs> like, I'm excited, but it's going to be so much work, actually. But... <laughs> Yep. Uh, I mean, I, like, I, I actually, so my my first thought was, I was, like, annoyed, actually. I was, like, I was, like, this is stupid. I'm, I, I thought that, I thought I was going to be angry. And then I, I originally, I, I, like, at some point discovered that I actually just wasn't angry about it. I was okay. I, I'm, and now I'm kind of excited somehow. Yeah. Uh, that's... How about you, Solo? That, that's basically the state I'm in. At the, when I first heard, I mean, my, my initial gut reaction was, this is way too soon. And granted, you and I both have um, Double Galactic Legends already, so it's not like we're chasing one right now. I still felt like it was way too soon. Uh, as the week has progressed, I'm feeling a little... A little less annoyed by how fast they've come back and kind of a little relieved. Um, I was really struggling with what to gear up next on my roster because <laughs> there was just nothing that I was honestly excited about. And now CG has told me what I have to gear up next on my roster. And so I don't have to think. That's kind of, that's kind of nice. <laughs> good, good for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, so let's talk about the requirements because I I think the requirements are another reason I'm not that upset by it right now, honestly. Um, Yeah, that could be it. So 
on the screen for everybody watching, I have the requirements for Jedi Master of Luke Skywalker. It requires Mon Mothma to Relic 7, Chupio to Relic 5, or Relic 5, Mothma to 5, Lord, thank God, not 7, uh, Chupio to 5, Obi-Wan to 5, 3PO to Relic 5, and here's the kicker. If you already have Rey, um, your JTR at Relic level 7 can be double used. So we have that going on. Um, what's your thought on his requirements? Well, for Luke's, um, I don't know. They're, they're like, So here's the thing that's really interesting to me. Like, I... I'm glad that there's overlap and that that's good. Um, I think it, it's just a really interesting thing. Like, so, so we have Ray at relic seven. And if you have, if you already have Ray or you have Jedi training ring, sorry, at relic seven, if you already have Ray, the galactic legend, and you already have that requirement. Like you're done with it already. And so like, that, that feels good, of course. Like, there can't be that much overlap. Like, we're not going to need Scavenger, right, for this, for instance. Um, <laughs> we're not going to need BB-8 at Relic 7, probably. Yeah, BB-8's slightly more uh, likely just because he, he was actually... BB-8 interacted a little bit with... Um, or did he with Luke? She took... Did Ray take BB-8? I don't... Actually, I don't think she did, so never mind. Ray took R2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I, I guess I'm fine with it. It's like 3PO and Chewie, I guess, don't surprise me that much. It, I, it makes me nervous, though. So they've chosen the two most recent uh, of marquees, and they don't really have to stretch that far to add Cara Dune, honestly, even though <laughs> she had nothing to do with Luke. Um, and uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind gearing her up, anyways. But yeah, I, yeah. It, the initial the initial stuff is good. Uh, like I'm I'm real close, other than Mon Mothma and three PO, and I want those two anyways. So, uh, what are your thoughts? I am actually quite happy about them. <laughs> uh, well, happy is an interesting word, I guess I should say. So. I assume that we're going to have to bring CLS to um, R7, just just based on the last Galactic Legends needing the prior iteration of that character at R7. I am fully expecting that we'll need CLS at R7. If I do that, um, 3PO is almost a gift to R5 because he's going to need to be reliced up <laughs> so that... Um, CLS doesn't lose guard. So it's almost like if they didn't give us 3PO to Relic 5, we would have had to do it anyway. So I'm kind of glad that one, Ray is already at R7 on both of my accounts. Um, 3PO, it makes sense that we're going to need to give him Relics to keep guard on CLS when he's at R7. So that's not that bad. Obi-Wan works fantastic in the Jedi Luke um, counter to Supreme Leader Kylo. So I already had him sitting at R3 as well. So I only needed to give two more relics. And I, I honestly can't complain about that. And so the only two are the shard chases of Mothma and 
Chupio, while I wasn't expecting the Galactic Legend, almost everybody, including on this podcast, said we're probably going to need to panic farm them for something. I had assumed it was going to be a rebel fighter, like you need X amount of rebel fighters, including Mon Mothma, to get a legendary. It just happens to be a Galactic Legend, so it doesn't really surprise me. So this first set of requirements, you're going to have the panic farm if you're going for the Galactic Legend right away. But they're honestly, I, I'm, I'm not that mad about Luke's requirements right now. Yeah, I mean, so so what if what if he what if the next round of requirements we'll play the fun what if game? Yeah. Um, or maybe it's not so fun, but like, what if the next range of requirements are a bunch of things you have a gear seven right now, just like things that don't even make sense? Well, like like mob enforcer. See, but I don't think they're gonna do that. Well, and- so what? But what if? I mean. Maybe they don't totally not make sense, but they're all things you don't have geared. That's all I'm saying. Like, things uh, that are difficult to predict. Uh, I mean, I'm fully expecting at least three of those. You know, like, with the gla- last Galactic Legends, the veterans kind of came out of nowhere. Like, they, they make sense in sen- the sense of looking back on it, you're like, oh, that completely makes sense. But if you were to say to somebody six months prior to these coming out, oh, you're going to need the veterans for a First Order character, people would kind of be like, or at least one veteran for a First Order character, people would look at you side-eyed. So I fully expect that there's going to be um, something that we don't like in these requirements. I mean, there's plenty not to like, if if we're just being totally honest. Like, they're going to require Farm Boy Luke at Relic 7. Right. Like, that's just gonna happen yes and i'm not going to like doing that and then every single round of grand arena we're gonna fight a farm boy luke with nest as the lead because people are going to want to use farm boy luke and be like oh well it's going to give nest extra tenacity (laughs) i Uh, welcome that (laughs) (laughs) you you know you know that that's going to show up on it not every board but every board in the first three weeks (laughs) Yeah, the, the first Grand couple Raider. the first couple of weeks we'll see it yeah. Uh, often. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <For> um, <sure. laughs> but so like you know there's gonna be Luke. I fully expect Lobot, which is gonna be the character that everyone's going to say, God, that's so stupid. Uh it's gonna be the rose of this galactic legend. But the first five at least so the first third of the requirements aren't bad. You know one of the requirements is going to be the Rebel Y-Wing um, just because that kind of tracks with how it is and not many people have it farmed up yet so the Y-Wing makes sense but the Y-Wing is a fantastic ship if we're getting uh, you know two fleet zones <laughs> sometime in the very near future so I'll be happy about that. CLS to R7 I already have my R5. I wasn't going to bring him to R7, but having an offensive character at R7, there's there's much worse things that you could have. Uh, so that's really seven of the 15 requirements right now really aren't that bad. Um, 
So we'll see. I, but yeah. I'm I'm quite okay with what we have right now. Yeah, me too. This will. I think it'll be okay. Um, I mean, well, for for us and gamers, I should clarify. Right. And so we talked about this. I think it was with the Jedi Luke. It's if you're in Division five or six or eight or whatever, these requirements aren't going to be that great for you. But you probably shouldn't be chasing the Galactic Legend right away. Anyway. Um, just because you have so much roster to develop there that there's probably better paths that you can take. But the real question is, what do the Division 2 players do where they already have one Galactic Legend? They had started on the route to First Order uh, for Supreme Leader Kylo. Now, do they keep going after Kylo? Do they go after one of these two? Do they build the rest of their roster? Because in Division 2, you're still putting G11 characters down on defense just because your roster isn't that expanded yet. So 2 and 3 are probably that group where it's kind of like, a, uh, what, what do we kind of do here? Um, and I don't know if I have an answer for that. Quite but honestly. It, it's super interesting, actually, this discussion. So, like, these Galactic Legends, I mean, there, there's two sides of the coin, right? Like, you, we can feel annoyance, like, and, and I do a little bit anyways, even though, even despite how I am a little bit excited, uh, there's two different ways you can look at it, though. Number one, I'm, I'm excited for, uh, I, you know, I'm excited, like, like I'm saying. Um, right. the, the other... Oh, hold on, hold on. So I, I'm excited, but what am I trying to say? It's been a long work, uh, a long day at work today. So I can feel, I can understand the frustration, but the the it really interesting thing to me uh, for for this, like the the lower level uh, accounts who don't have Galactic Legends, suddenly have a lot of interesting choices to make. Like, and there's overlap suddenly. It's like, okay, so Ray, Jedi Training Ray, is a slam dunk to gear because you, you're going to need her at Relic 7 for two different Galactic Legends. Um, uh, but, like, my alt is right at the point where I'm, like, starting to consider Galactic Legends. Um, you know, I'm at 3.8 on my alt, and it's like, with these new requirements, like, I just don't know. I, it's going to yeah. be really interesting to see. Like maybe my first Galactic Legend will be Grump Face Luke. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is a fantastic name for him. And you've been using it all week, and I've been chuckling to myself every time you use it. Um, <laughs> enough of this Jamal stuff. It, let's just call him Grumpy Luke. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, blue green milk Luke. Yeah. So. Yeah. Real quick, we talked about Luke. Let's talk about the requirements for um, Papa Palp. And it's, so, it's Piet to Relic 5. You kind of knew. I mean, with all these Galactic Legends, there's going to be a character that you need to farm up this, the stars for. We, and so, for Palp, so far, the first one is Piet, and he needs to be at Relic 5. We'll talk about him and his kit a little bit later. 
Um, then there's Royal Guard at Relic 3, Vader at 7, Emperor Palpatine at 7, and Director Krennic at 4. Um, so I'm actually excited about these a little bit. I shouldn't say excited. I'm not that disappointed about them too much because on my alt, I only have two Empire characters total that aren't G12. <laughs> Ironically, one of them is Krennic. But, uh, so if they go with an Empire kind of theme, I don't need to farm all G11 and G12 gear. It's, I'm just farming, or I'm just farming the G12 gear. I'm not farming the gear to get them to G12, which that will make me very excited on my alt because I have Ray. I hate Ray on my alt right now because I don't have Luke yet. So if I'm just going with Empire characters, I would be 100% thrilled on that account. Um, but admittedly, Royal Guard to Relic 3 and Krennic to 4 are kind of like, uh, I could probably find a way to use them, but I'm not going to use them in my regular teams. There. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, I'll i be interested to see if there, there comes out any, like, reworks off of this. Like, there was, yeah. there was very limited reworking in, um, for the new Galactic Legends. Like, the, the, so the cynical part of me is saying, like, okay, so there's, there's no... Uh, <laughs> they're, they're not reworking the characters because that takes... Uh, that expends resources for CG and CG has to, uh, like, they, what they want, is, the ideal would be just to have people gear random bad characters as fast as they yeah. can so they're spending money uh, and have those bad characters remain bad because you don't actually have to spend the time or effort to rework them. So what do you do? You just create a character that everyone has to have <laughs> and you force everyone to gear these specific bad characters. And then, you know, it's like Rose, we ever everyone has everyone will eventually have her relic five, and those same everyone's will just never use her ever. Yeah, yeah, but they did rework the vets. Exactly. So they did have reworks last time, so we might actually see some reworks that we don't know about right now, and it could be on characters that they haven't, uh, you know, just haven't been announced as the requirements, which is why we don't know the rework. So. I kind of hope if they're going to make us gear some stupid things, we could get a small rework. I would love uh, Royal Guard. Give Royal Guard a, an auto-taunt at the start. I'd gladly put a Zeta on Royal Guard for an auto-taunt. And then a tweak here or there. Krennic is that one character I've always wanted to use. And I actually love his leadership it's just not the best Empire leadership. So if we even just got a reworked Krennic and Death Trooper, um, I would be thrilled there as well. I'm not oh, saying man. it's going to happen, but... You no, know. You're, right. you're totally right, though. Like, that, wouldn't that be sweet? Like, <laughs> I, would, I would absolutely love getting some... Re like, I was thinking... This, so I was making... I, I was at work today. I was uh, very bored. The thing I was doing didn't have access to a computer at all. And 
so I just had to sit there basically. And so I made a list of uh, the different characters that I want and need and whatever. And like uh, w one of the characters that I really want is, uh, I, I would really love to get my hands on uh, Relic, a relic shore trooper like that well and i can talk about that a little bit more uh later down the line when um we're talking about our matches but there was a point in this week where i really intensely wished that i had a relic shore trooper and i just they i hope that he's part of the requirements actually <laughs> me me too because i would love just like you, a relic short trooper. In fact, in this last Grand Arena round, uh, on my alt, I needed to use the Vader counter to Ray because of my own stupidity uh, and leaving all other counters on defense. And so I brought my G12 Shore that is not modded well. And he actually, I didn't win the fight, but that's because of the team, the Ray team that was placed. But my G12 Shore did some work. And if he was G13, he would have been. I think I probably could have pulled it off a lot better. Um, so if you give me an excuse to get him to G13 while chasing uh, Galactic Legend, I would I would be thrilled. Yeah, dude. That, I think that's the hardest part of all of this, the Galactic Legend. So I may as well just share my list here. So I made a list of the characters that I have reasonably well geared. They're either gear 11 or 12. Um and these are all characters that I would love to get to gear 13. And it's all just because of these new releases. Now, that, keep in mind, this account, the account that I have uh, on my main, like I have, what, like over 80 gear 13s. So that's not, that's not the most ever, obviously, but it's still a pretty, uh, like, according to CG, we'll never need more than 80 characters right with grand arena like that's the matchup yeah. limit and and so i already have too many characters geared at 13 but here's here's the list and it's crazy to me all right um and i'll give a small justification for each so uh, mon mothma that that needs no explanation uh piet uh is very relevant with vader chupio is amazing in several different teams um shore trooper we just talked about that um Kara Dune is amazing with Mon Mothma, same with Pow and Vistin and Scarif Rebel Pathfinder. Vistin and Scarif are, have a double duty in the fact that their ship is pretty great at higher relic levels, or at, even at lower relic levels. If you get to relic like three, I think that's a swap, sweet spot. Um, I just gagged a little, but um, <laughs> there we are. Uh, Hoth Rebel Scout, Cassian, and, and keep in mind, most of these guys are already for me at gear 12. Um, Ezra, um, Mando and Grief, they're both at six star gear uh, 11. Mando and Grief are just, like they're fun and exciting. Um, Aura and Zam, like Aura Singh and Zam, uh, th those two are probably on the outside looking in, but they were on my favorites just somewhat recently. Like Zam makes a lot of really good bounty hunter teams even better, and Aura has a really cool interaction with uh, Mando teams. So uh, then, of course, we have Krennic, Royal Guard, and then, um, and Royal Guard, the chat's saying how uh, Royal Guard, a Royal Guard rework would be epic, and I agree with that. Yeah. It could, he could be a, such an annoying, awesome tank. Um, <laughs> but Krennic is actually, like you say, I, like, I'm excited to have a, a relic Krennic. He, I've always liked his kit, even if he's not mainstream, if it really. Um, 
Farm Boy Luke and Darth Sidious. Um, yeah. Just because those are part of the requirements that we know of, or that we're probably going to get at least. And that's 19 characters that I want to get to Relic, uh, or to, to the Relic stage, like to Gear 13. Yeah. And it's not going to happen. I mean, that's, that's way too many. I'm not going to spend <laughs> the money on it. It's right. just like, how did I come to this? Like, I have, I have a full roster. I'm good. I'm good to go. <laughs> I have a ton of characters in Gear 12. Most of these are Gear 12. And yet, all of them have, like, actually good reasons to get, like, compelling to me reasons to get to, to 13. Isn't, isn't that amazing? Um, like, Mon Mothma, this one character comes into the game, and out of nowhere, you want to G13 Cassian... Biston, uh, Hoth Scout, Pow. Like, one character just comes in and makes all these useless characters fantastic. My uh, G11 Mon Mothma with my G12 Pow, Cat, and Cassian, and Bays got four holds for me in defense <laughs> this past round. Like, that just... I... That's probably my favorite part of the game is out of nowhere, this character gets dropped on you and all of a sudden it's like this exciting time where you're trying to figure out how all these pieces fit together and then you realize, oh, a little less of my roster is worthless. <laughs> and that's nice. That's a good feeling to not have worthless characters. But absolutely, absolutely agree with that. Like, uh, Von Mothma is the ultimate turd polisher. I'm convinced that she is, she's just gold. She's really good. Um, yeah. Man, she, uh, my second round opponent had had just like a, like barely relic. Like he had two characters with relics on that team. Um, and that's it. Like, and they still just... Just totally, uh, just totally demolish. Uh, <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I was very impressed. They had gear, they had a gear ten Cassian and everything, and they were still just like so good. Um, yeah, they yep. didn't have any. They didn't have three PO or two PO or any of them. They was just, yeah, very yeah, impressive then, team. Then you throw three PO into that team, and it's just downright scary. Um, right, it's gross. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for the follow, Grand Admiral Steve. Good to see you tonight as well. Um, so the last thing, well, there's two more things that we should talk about with the Galactic Legends, and then we can move on to the next topics. Like we said earlier, there's a lot to talk about tonight. Um, so first, they came out, CG came out with a second post on Galactic Legend requirements and said, no... All you uh, people panicking, you won't need the past Galactic Legends <laughs> to get the current Galactic Legends, which is good. That's a good thing. Um, and hopefully alleviated some fear. And the other thing they said about the past Galactic Legends compared to these Galactic Legends is uh, they're going to be quote-unquote equal in power. Now, there's a couple different ways to look at that sentence. Um, but what I hope is that over time, 
each faction kind of gets a galactic legend and all the galactic legends are kind of equal in power and then whatever legendaries or roster or new characters come out or what kind of pushes the meta you know this way or that way um but if they truly are equal in power and you can start to decide which galactic legends to go for and to advance your roster um I think that would be a brilliant, not just brilliant for the game for the players, but I think that would be a great business model for them. Like just keep release Galactic Legends every six months if you're going to do that where they're actually equal in power and let people spend the money or spend the resources on the Galactic Legend or faction they want. Because, you know, some people wanted nothing to do with gearing resistance because of Rose. So if those people aren't going to get a galactic legend. But if you say, but hey, look at this shiny little Sith galactic legend we have now. You can build up your roster and get a Sith galactic legend. They will. Or eventually there's going to be a galactic republic galactic legend. And all the people that love clones that can no longer really use all their clones because gas has fallen down the meta, we're going to be like, ooh, a galactic republic galactic legend. Maybe You're I'll saying galactic a lot, Solo. I, I, I really am. <laughs> uh, but, so, I really hope that they are equal in power, like, truly equal in power, and it's other things that will drive the meta. And I think that will be good for the the health of the game, letting you work towards what you want, as opposed to, God, every six months, I need a new galactic legend. Um, I, I think that will be exhausting. So we'll see if their equal in power actually means equal in power. They've never actually done that, actually, with a character. They've never stated what their no. intended power level is going to be beforehand. They're no. mostly just like, hey, guys, we've got this new character coming out. And who knows how good it's going to be. <laughs> they, they have their idea. I mean, like, clearly they have the idea of, like, when Malik was getting beat consistently by Palpatine, like they immediately buffed Malik and said, "Well, he was just wasn't as strong as we wanted him to be." Like, so yeah. they clearly have a picture of it. Like they do keep the meta in mind, but it, regardless of what other people say or, or have decided to <laughs> believe, um, like CG does look at the meta and like they they've never said it though where they. For instance, they've not, they've never said anything about how strong Luke is, other than like he's a strong new character. Right. Like they they clearly didn't intend for him to be the new meta, but like he's totally the Padme of of this release. So, <laughs> yeah, he is. And you know what? I was thinking about this earlier today. Jedi Luke. Um, is the reason I'm okay with more Galactic Legends because he is strong enough that I can use him to beat at least one Galactic Legend. Um, so if we start getting the mismatches of, oh God, I'm facing three Galactic Legends now and I only have two, Jedi Luke is strong enough, I know, to at least beat the Galactic Legends we have now. Um, so it, it alleviates a little bit of fear, takes a little bit of pressure off, it, at least for now, until we know the kits. And God only knows, maybe when we get the kits for Palp and New Luke, we're like, well, 
Jedi Luke is worthless for them. Um, but at least for right now, it's a little, a little calming for me. Right. Oh yeah, dude. I, I feel bad we didn't talk about this when Ando was on with us last time because, <laughs> uh, like, we were right before we we launched the podcast. We were like, "Yeah, let's talk about this." Like, yeah. how stupid people are that say that Jedi Luke isn't good. <laughs> oh God, I, you know, uh, I think I said it on this podcast like a month ago. It's, it's, it's honestly, or no, it's the video I had about why you should go for Jedi Luke. It's it's one of two things. It's jealousy that they didn't get it, and they're like, oh, he just sucks anyway because I didn't get him, and I, I couldn't get him. Or it's just these people that hate CG so much that can't believe that they released a Luke that's not a rebel, even though now we see a Luke that probably will be a rebel. Um, like, oh, uh, just... CG just did another, made another mistake. They're an awful company. Uh, Luke is awful. We we can't like him. This is actually Mace's kit. It's it's not Luke's kit. Um, you know, and those are the people that you'll never make happy. They probably don't even play the game anymore uh, because it's Reddit. So, <laughs> you know, that's, they probably quit six months ago. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't understand the people that say that Luke isn't good. I guess we should just real quick rehash this this discussion because some people who would listen to the podcast don't necessarily watch all of our other stuff, but we, we've been arguing this uh, till we're blue in the face, and I think you and I are probably both sick of the argument by now, but the question is, is Jedi Luke going to be required for uh, <laughs> Grandmaster Luke? Because, yeah. um, you know, the I'll, I'll just say the argument's for it um like I, I think that there are a lot of things about it that would make sense to be a requirement for instance uh, not that there's a ton of uh past precedent but they've already shown like uh we need emperor palpatine for the new palpatine we we need these the past versions of these characters ray had two previous characters we needed them both a relic seven uh same with Supreme Leader Kylo. He had two previous versions of Kylo. He need, we needed both at Relic 7. Um, and now uh, the new Palpatine needs his old self at Relic 7. That's why we're saying Sidious needs Relic 7 and Farmboy Luke is going to need Relic 7 because of that logic. Because for these galactic legends, we need their past selves to be at Relic 7. And it would be inconsistent with what they have been doing in the past to require Jedi Luke or to not require Jedi Luke. Now, there are really great arguments against it as well. Yes. Um, I, I think either way won't surprise me that much, I guess, but um, I, I'm more actually, I'm more leaning toward they're not going to require Jedi Luke, but just yeah. because you can't buy GET1 and therefore you can't, if it's a requirement, you can't uh, actually buy the new galactic legend which i think they want us to be able to do but go ahead and i'm sorry I, you're you've been the biggest voice against him being required so yeah i i firmly believe that we will not need jedi luke for either of them and there's two reasons and you kind of, you kind of brought up one if you make jedi luke a requirement for one of them you are going to tell every person 
that's probably Division three and below, you can't have this Galactic Legend, and they're not going to spend money on them. And why would you cut off your nose to spite your face uh, and do that? And I know the Reddit community says, yeah, but that's just going to make them farm for the Jedi Luke requirements, except for it's not. Rather than panic farming and gearing up these 15 characters, they're going to say, it's going to take me two years to get Wampa and Hoda and Rolo. Why would I rush anything? Um, and they're, they're just not going to. And if you look in Division 8, you look in Division 7, 6, 5, 4, you're going to find a bunch of Galactic Legends that people have spent a lot of money on. Um, so CG is not going to want to tell all those people no, sorry, don't spend your money. We don't want it. Uh, you, you'll get this Galactic Legend in a year. It, it just doesn't It doesn't make business sense. Also, we got the journey guide so that you, could re- you can get all the legendary characters needed for Galactic Legend Ray and Galactic Legend Kylo immediately so you can unlock the Galactic Legends as soon as you get these legendary characters. Because again... They want you spending money to unlock these Galactic Legend characters. It doesn't make sense to require a character that hasn't hit the journey guide yet. Because again, you're going to tell people you can slow farm your roster or slow gear your roster because Luke's not coming back for three months after this. Um, It just is, it, it doesn't make sense. Now, if I was CG, I would 100% run Luke like the week before the final GL requirements come out. So all the people panic and try and get Luke for that requirement, thinking that he's going to be a part of the requirements. And then he's not. It's like the ultimate Mm -hmm. troll job. Um, I just, I don't think it makes business sense for uh, CG to do it. And that's why they're not going to do it. It's not because... You know, there's some upstanding thing and don't want to do that to their player base. It's 100% it's going to make them less money. And so I, I think that's the only motivation they need. So, all right. So <laughs> giving them I, ideas. <laughs> so I, I agree that I agree with you right now uh, with, with, with the way things are. Here's, here's my kind of devil advocates uh, argument against that, though. Um, just so so there's been this these rumors about uh galactic challenges that we're gonna we're gonna have galactic challenge store we're gonna have a new currency and suddenly get one and two are going to take the back burner to this new fancy currency that is uh the one that we can't get a hold of in any great quantity and i'm wondering what they could make a ton of money if they made GET1 something you could buy, that you could spend money on and actually purchase. And I could totally see them just saying, all right, well, it costs too much for most people, but GET1 is, uh, you could buy an unlimited amount of GET1 for for a ridiculous amount of money. Therefore, you can farm all the characters you need for Jedi Luke. And we're this benevolent company, guys. Jedi Luke, we're not waiting a year. He's in the <laughs> he's in the journey guide now. Yeah, I I mean, if the 
I think the indicator is if in two weeks we see a Wampa and a Hoda pack, you know, what is it, like twelve ninety nine for between seven and 330 shards, if those two packs end up in the store, Jedi Luke is 100% required for the Galactic Legends. Like, it's not a doubt in my mind. But they've never made that pack yet. So... I and I would think that if they were going to make that pack and they they knew, you know, three months ago or two months ago when Jedi Luke came out, whether or not he was going to be needed for the next Galactic Legends, because these Galactic Legends have probably been being developed for three to four months with the plan laid down in January. Um, They would have had those packs the first time Luke came out. Um, And they didn't. So. Is it possible, and would it be a fantastic thing if they sold GET1 for all those lower accounts? Yeah, absolutely. I just, I don't think we're going to see it happen. That, And that's my opinion. It's, you know, we'll find out if it's right, it's wrong, or it's somewhere in between. I just, I don't think the way that they've been doing business over the last year or so that it's going to happen. That's fair. Uh, well, We'll see. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't really have a dog in that race. I. I'll be honest. Like a part of me wants Jedi Luke to be required because I have him at Relic Seven. Like that <laughs> yeah. would be another. Like same thing. I, I would love for Stormtrooper Han to be required to get Relic Seven because we already have Relic right. Seven Han. Uh, Stormtrooper Han. Oh, like if Stormtrooper Han is required, and I really hope he is because he's probably the least geared Han at this point throughout the game. I will just laugh because we had that challenge back in December. And yeah. We both have him <laughs> Zeta in R7. Um, so oh, I, I'm all so for happy. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, we should probably move on. Yeah. The new Galactic Legends are, it's going to make things so different. One, one parting shot, guys. Um, 3v3 with quadruple Galactic Legends is going to be. I I would have said double Galactic Legends is pure agony because it is, but um, quadruple Galactic Legends are going to make three v three. So yeah. Oh god, three v three just needs to. The second we have four Galactic Legends, three v three just needs to die. <laughs> like really hard. Yes. Oh yeah. my gosh. I'm... Yeah. It's going to make me sick thinking about it. Let's move on for real now. Um, <laughs> okay. So we can't even move on to a new section, though, because we, we've got more. So <laughs> yeah. uh, we've got more news. So we have Admiral Piet. And we so people do. are saying that you only you should pronounce him Pete or something stupid like that. I, but, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, so, but anyways, Piet is here, and... He is situationally killing Galactic Legends. What do you have to say about that? I don't know because I have not used him to do it yet. Uh, I have him at gear 10. I just modded him literally last night on the stream um, so that I could do the Galactic Challenge. And uh, I think he has a lot of fun potential. A a lot of fun potential. He's basically going to transform any Empire team, which is exciting because we're going to be gearing a ton of Empire uh, characters in the next six weeks or so. Uh, 
or at least some half the accounts might be. Uh, so the fact that we have this character, I'm, I'm like 90% on that he's going to be the Hux on the or Galactic Legend Palp team. Like he just, he's going to make that team just purr basically. Um, you know, purr. I'm saying this without, without a kit yet, but I just feel like he, it's a support character that is like Hux. Uh, and he's just, he's going to sit on that Palp team and help them destroy basically anything that's in front of them. Would you, and, would you say that they're going to beat their opponents to the palp? <laughs> <laughs> I will let you say that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. This is, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, he's, uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, the video, uh, there's so many videos out there of him just doing nasty things. Um, I think he's a great, great addition to the Empire. I think he's going to be a lot of fun to play with. Mixing him with Vader is, even at G11, is producing exciting results. I think CG has released three characters, the last three characters that they've released. And they've said, they said long ago, we don't want you using G11 characters anymore with like arena teams and stuff. Except for the last three characters they released work fantastically at G11. So it's kind of funny to watch. <laughs> yeah. It, it's going to be... Dude, I think Piet's exciting, though. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, yeah. I, I don't think... He, he might be. So he's wearing the same uniform as Hux. So he very well could be the next Hux in a, on a... Sith Empire, uh, whatever squad. Yeah. I guess the question is, what what faction is he gonna be? He's not gonna be the Final Order. So that doesn't the faction doesn't exist, and there's not enough <clears throat> characters that would actually translate into that. Like you could put Red right. Trooper into that faction is basically it. Um, but like Sith Eternal Palp almost has to be a Sith. Like it's in his right. name, and it, he's not. He's also not Empire really kind of he is but like Piet wouldn't necessarily go super well with him necessarily I mean they could change kits they could you know like reveal a new kit that says Piet also works with <laughs> Sith Eternal Palpatine like as if he was Empire or something but yeah I, like I almost think that we might have like Darth I, I don't know we might just have some weird bad Sith that we have to gear to go along with him but that's total, that's ridiculous, crazy speculation that we can move along from. Um, yes. Either way, Piet is beating Darth Revens. He's beating um, Galactic Legends. He's letting you, more, most importantly, he's letting you save your Bastila, and he's kind of swapping into that spot, but for different reasons. And anytime you can keep your Darth Revan team intact for Grand Arena, it's a good day. So, at the very least, he's strengthening your team. Right. Uh, well, and 
that's just man i'm excited we're, we're gonna see some weird stuff uh this coming week i'm not gonna have kit quite ready i don't think to really go into the into the big time but man he's a he's an exciting character he makes imperial troopers like totally nuts as well so yeah he does um so he's going to find a use and it's going to be a good use i i can't wait to see what we end up what the final team he settles in on is because right now there's multiple options and we usually take, you know, two to three weeks to kind of see the meta settle or the teams kind of settle down. So you have a final team. Um, I'm excited to see where he lands. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. I, the the problem with characters like this is that we don't get multiples of them. I mean, yeah. Piet hasn't oh, yeah. proven himself that like characters I would take multiples of. If I had to pick three, I could take I could take a multiple of. I don't even know. I'm I'm three is such an arbitrary number. Two of them immediately I would take a, a multiple of though is I'd take Watt and Basilish on Fallen. Those two That's fair. Three PO would be amazing. It was 3PO. Watt and three PO were the two I was thinking of. Off the top of my head, I would gladly take two of them. People in the chat saying Watt, Watt, and Watt. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, 100% Watt is like number one on the list of who you want multiple of. Or Hoda. Yeah. I could fit Hoda on a lot of teams as well. I I would take another Jedi Luke, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd take three Jedi Lukes. There we go. (laughs) Uh, All right. right. So let's move on this is a grand arena podcast let's actually talk about grand arena (laughs) funny funny how that works huh so it was 5v5 it has returned 3v3 is over your nemesis the past five weeks um everyone's nemesis who has at least if you're facing galactic legends uh even if you're not facing galactic legends if you're facing a darth revan team um, but f- how are you feeling now that 5v5 is back? Oh, dude, I love 3v3. Uh, <laughs> where did that come from? I hate it. <laughs> right now, I hate it. In this current version, I hate it. Yeah. I love 5v5. And I've, I've never said that, like, I've had a couple people recently, like, try to call me out and say, well, like you used to say that 3v3 was the best thing. I, I was, I have never said that 3v3 is better than 5v5. I like 5v5 the best. It's the most relevant. Yeah. It's like, it's the thing I think about the most. Like 3v3 is a fun, just novelty thing at, like at best. Like that right now in the game, it can't be higher than that. Um, if you, if you like the game, then it's probably because you're okay. Like one of the things about it is you're probably okay with 5v5. You probably like (laughs) 5v5, like that's what the game really is. And that's what I enjoy. And so people saying like, oh, you used to say that 3v3 was better. I never, ever, ever said that or thought that. 5v5 is like, it was a lot closer back then, the gap of me liking them. Uh, 3v3 can just go burn in hell now, unfortunately, (laughs) in my opinion which is tragic because I used to champion it, but um, it, 
Yeah, 5v5, man. I'm excited. My best season ever. So I've had a couple of perfect seasons. Perfect is in 12 uh, and 0. But I think that my best season ever was the last 5v5 season where I only had one Galactic Legend. I had to fight eight different people with double Galactic Legends. <laughs> the only one that I lost was against a guy. Uh, it was my first uh, double guy. I kept Supreme Leader Kylo for that match and lost by one banner. That was my very first match of the season. I went 11 and 0 with the rest of the season by keeping Kylo in on defense against seven of them. I guess Mystery Abattoir, I kind of, things got a little weird with that one. Um, and I kept Kylo, but there were, there were good reasons for that. But like by and large, I was able to come up with off-meta counters every single time and was able to beat all of my opponents who just materially had me outgunned in every way. And now I have two Galactic Legends and Jedi Luke, and I'm loving life, frankly. How yeah. do you like 5v5 solo? I, well, I, I've never liked 3v3. Nobody's ever accused me of liking 3v3. Uh, 5v5 is back, and I missed it so much. <laughs> as stupid as that sounds. Um, there's just so much more... You know, everyone says that they like 3v3 because it's there's so much more theory crafting. And oh, this I, argument again. Yeah, I, I completely disagree uh, with that. I mean, it's there is a lot of theory crafting. I get it. But in 5v5, it's like you have more, you have more spaces that you can fine-tune a team exactly how you want it, essentially. Um because you just have two more characters on the team. So you can have that extra support character that gives a character more damage to let you counter a Galactic Legend um, that you just don't have on 3v3. And uh, like Ray Rock just said, some characters just aren't effective in 3v3. And it's disappointing because you have this R7 character that, you know, he's basically used to solo Night Sisters, like the Acolyte Cheese. Like, 5v5, you've built your roster for 5v5. You know the characters that are good in 5v5, and now you actually get to use them. Um, so I missed it. It's back. And I've had a fantastic, <laughs> you know, fantastic week playing 5v5, and I've had a fantastic time annoying the hell out of my opponents with my 5v5 teams because my roster is actually built for it. Yeah, dude. So um, I, I, we've both loved it this week. Um, and let's, so what, what was your, how was your first round? How did that go? What did you do to annoy your opponents in that round? <laughs> well, so I went into this round with basically the goal of I didn't want my opponents to full clear me at all the entire <laughs> the entire round, and it worked. Um, so in the first round, and actually this is kind of a theme that I've seen over this first week as well, is I didn't put my Galactic Legend in the front. I hit him in the back zone. I've had two two opponents uh, that I faced did the same exact thing where they hid their Galactic Legend in the back row. 
difference is I put Darth Revan and General Grievous in front of the back row while other people <laughs> did not. Um, but so I had my Darth Revan in front. I had my General Grievous in front. And then I had Supreme Leader Kylo hiding in the back. They cleared my front zone. They saw the back. And in the first round, he lost four times to Kylo and then just stopped, like completely stopped attacking. Didn't even try another team. Uh, and meanwhile, I was just able to kind of cruise, <laughs> cruise through his defenses. Uh, how'd your first round go? Let's see. Um, the first week, so all three of my opponents were double Galactic Legends, but that's, that's fine. I have my own, uh, even though I didn't have the ultimate on Ray, and they all did. Like I, I, I think that's fair. I'm, I, that's not a huge, huge reason to complain as opposed to like not like not having a full Galactic Legends. It's a full meta team. It just yeah. like I suddenly have one extra meta team. So. Um, my defensive core uh, this week was both Galactic Legends on defense uh, alongside uh, General Grievous and Darth Revan, full bastard Darth Revan. And, um, and then, of course, I, like I had a really strong Newt team with like a Relic 6, Droidica, and, you know, like pretty, pretty good uh, other squads, a couple other but, but this time I, I put Padme down because I had forgotten about the feet that required Galactic Legends <laughs> Jedi. Um, so I had, I had Padme, um, I had Padme down. So my front zone, what did I do? I'm trying to remember what I put up front. So I think I put Darth Revan and Padme up front. And then the back zone was double Galactic Legend. So it's like, what do you kill Padme with? I don't know, like bring your Treya and your Vader, I guess. <laughs> what do you kill Ray with if you get to the back? Well, obviously you use Vader and Treya <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and similarly, like what do you kill, uh, you know, what are your counters to Galactic Legends in general? Well, General Skywalker is, is important to that. Oh, well, what did you use to kill, uh, what did you use to kill Darth Revan? And the question is invariably probably, Jedi, or General Skywalker. So what, what ended up happening this match, he didn't place much on defense. He kept both of his Galactic Legends, actually, um, I think. And I just ran through a, his defense. Like, I, I got a pretty good score. It wasn't quite in the 1930s. I think it was the high 1920s, something like that. But he didn't clear me. It wasn't close. It was... Um, it was extremely gratifying. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> this week has been a lot of fun. <laughs> um, <all right. laughs> Ando says, I know, for you guys ending your podcast with don't be dicks. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are. We, uh, we 100% are to our poor opponents. Um, yeah. But honestly, so here's the thing though. There's there's two there's a distinction and we've talked about it before. And it all goes into the whole have a plan argument that we always make. Yeah. But it's like if you can legitimately think you're going to full clear someone at like with the teams that you have, then by all means place a totally heinous, ridiculous, gross defense. Yeah. If you legitimately think you're gonna full clear your opponents. Yeah, I, I mean, and we'll talk about it in my third round, 
but I placed my defenses knowing. I mean, the only thing that could have stopped me basically is if they threw down both Galactic Legends, Darth Revan, General Skywalker, and Padme. But then they wouldn't have been able to clear me either, and I probably still could have pulled off a win. Like it would take every met, every top meta team to stop me. Um, but yeah, because we had a plan going into it. Speaking of that, round two. Um, so you kind of cruised through round one. How did round two go? Um, so round two was tricky. My opponent, uh, my, my opponent has over 400k lifetime banners, which at this point in the game, uh, just in case people are listening to this like a year later, um, <laughs> at this stage, 400k is a pretty high number. Um, I mean, it, it's not the highest. There's some people with some straight up ridiculous scores that I was like blown away by uh, recently when someone was showing them to me, but uh like i've had a lot of success in grand arena like since grand arena came out since the inception i've only lost like 24 matches out of like i don't know it's it's very close to a 90 percent win rate um and like like it's not quite 90 percent. it's a little it's dipped quite a, a little bit below that but like you get the picture like i i have a pretty high win rate and i full clear most of the time and my uh my total is like 400 and what is it i can look at it right here i have 443k so this guy had over 400k like a pretty legitimate threat he actually i last 5v5 uh tournament or, or match like the last week of 5v5 he faced good old maurice and uh good old maurice <laughs> barely beat him so yeah you know like good player and uh, I placed a pretty similar defense to the last time, uh, very similar deck defense. And um, it, he also, so the first, the bottom zone, straight up, double Galactic Legends, um, which isn't fun when I, you don't have two of your own. But I mean, I, I, I was ready for it. You don't put, I don't place double Galactic Legends down without a plan at least. Like maybe it fails, but I have a plan in place. And the thing that was interesting about his defense, so he had a composition with, uh, with Ray that was actually very similar to mine. And it was like Ray with four tanks, basically. Like it had Zalbar and I guess it had Varus. Uh, so she's not really a tank exactly, but she, she can get like this endless loop going when Ray's in her ultimate because Varus keeps trying to cleanse things um, and then they keep coming back. Uh, you can get into this crazy endless loop. So anyways, Varus, <clears throat> uh, um, let's see, Zalbar and L3. So just like some random characters, but a very good anti-Vader tech. And what did I have to counter his... <laughs> Uh, his Ray, but um, but Vader. So I ended up, I practiced a bunch and then I made one mistake and that was I, I did not ability block Ray when I needed to. And so I, I killed all the supporting cast, didn't kill her, had to use General Skywalker and things got messy after that. Um, I lost him on Mothma in the back. <clears throat> Still got the full clear uh, with like a like 1878, 1873, something like that. So I got the full clear, wasn't feeling great because I wasn't that efficient either. Um, but then my opponent 
messaged me because I was like, "Hey, you, you had good defenses, uh, you know." Just I, I like to I like to talk to my opponents a little bit, not not in like any kind of trash talking way, just like, you know, I I I appreciate you, you know. Let's talk about our match. And uh, so they were like, "Oh yeah, cool. Oh yeah, I said I I liked your Mon Mothma squad." Um, and so you know he was talking about it, and then when he started attacking, uh, like you could tell the tone of his voice immediately shifted. He's like, "Oh." I wasn't expecting Supreme Leader Kylo in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> and so I, I anyways, I, I talked for a long time about this match, but I, he couldn't clear my Kylo. Um, he also failed against my Jedi training Rey. Um, I got somewhat lucky with my nest. She, she ended up with Kira. Um, they ended up, nest ended up able to kill a pretty, pretty low level Mothma squad. Mothma's going to be a legit threat moving forward. Um, Nest is not the answer, I don't think. So unless you give her Watt, I think Watt actually might make her okay in that counter, but then you're spending a lot of resources. So uh, second match was a win. <clears throat> not the highest, not the highest uh, banner, but I got the win, and it was, it was, I mean, he couldn't clear me, and that, that's enough. Yep. So, how about you, Solo? How was your second match? Uh, so, second match, <laughs> talking about <clears throat> what Ando said in chat, um, about not being a dick. So, everybody, or not everybody, most people save Jedi Training Ray for offense in 5v5, and they actually use her, especially now that, you know, she's R7 and half the team is R5. Um, so I, I made it a goal to put down seven defenses that Jedi Training Ray can't attack <laughs> or can't beat, um, knowing that it's going to take one of the offense teams or my opponent away. And my opponent was able to clear the bottom, and that's it. <laughs> he cleared the bottom, one team up top, and um, again, they didn't make it to my ships. Not making it to my ships is a theme of <laughs> this week. Uh, but then, I, I mean, I was able to just kind of walk through again. Uh, one shot, full cleared, kind of everything. He put one Galactic Legend on defense. It was Ray. I just I used my Ray to counter his Ray, and then just kind of steamrolled everything else. I guess you could say it was. I, it, there was really nothing that memorable about round two, honestly. Um, so, how did your round three go? My round three, um, not as good of an opponent, but still like. Uh, High, like I think he was in the 380s, something like that, 370s, uh, 370k high or lifetime banners. He had Jedi Luke though. Um, let's see, went again with the pretty pretty much the same defense. Uh, and this one was a little. I liked this one a lot until the very end. Uh, so. Let's see, he put, he put a really tricky Ray team down. Well, it's not that tricky. It's like a standard Ray team almost. It's like Ray with the uh, resistance heroes, um, Holdo and what, L3, I think. Uh, so 
the here's the thing though. So a really fast Finn is a good is also a good counter to Darth Vader. Um unless you have a good uh Thrawn. My my Vader is just not a hard enough hitter to be he's not modded the right way to go well with Thrawn lead. So what ended up happening though, we did the math. I had to talk to Fatal about it. So I was like, I was I was sur- sure that my Vader was not fast enough. His fin was uh, 335 speed. So with Ray, that's 365 speed. Uh, my Vader is base 271, which, uh, so I mean, <laughs> that's, that's like 91 speed less than Finn uh, right off the bat. But you do get like plus 40 from all the different characters that he's with. And then you take Watt and his weapon tech and the way I was calculating it was wrong. But in the end, uh, his the fin was 365. My Vader ended up being 365.8 speed. <laughs> so like it within one, like 0.8 faster, uh, which is like nothing at all. Uh, but because the new turn meter rules, because of the new turn meter rules, like you actually have tiebreakers now. It's not just randomized. Um, so Vader, I tested it, and Vader went first every time that I tested it. It happened again in this match. Um, and because Vader was able to go first, I didn't have Bastla, Sean Fallen with him. Uh, so I just took a Gear 12 Shore Trooper instead, which uh, ended up working in my testing, actually. Um, and I I got the win. I, I think I got 55 against the Ray, and then I used... Skywalker to clear his Grievous with Watt, which is crazy. I didn't think people ran that anymore because Watt is so useful against Galactic Legends. Um, I ran into one of those this week as well. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's not a good build, but that's just yeah. me. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> after that, like I, I got into his back zone. It was uh, not good. His uh, top zone, I, he had like a full... I felt almost bad. Like he had Relic 5 on Mando and Grief, so he clearly spent money on him. I know because like <laughs> I've, I've been farming him as hard as I can since they started, and I, they're still not seven stars. So, um, it, But they didn't have anything that stopped troopers, so I just butchered them with troopers for 60. Um, yeah, it was, it was good, and then the, the fleet battle uh, was a negotiator mirror, and, and it didn't go well but then he didn't clear me so nah, nah. Yeah. And that was it so i i didn't three fights i didn't get cleared once and uh i full cleared every time uh, and yeah having ray is every match actually i i ended i guess my second match not so much but after, besides my second match every match the, the other two i was like i have a ton left on <laughs> offense like i didn't there's a ton I didn't use. It's like an yeah. embarrassment of wealth, even though my defenses are hard. So it's been such a fun thing to be back in 5v5 with my own double Galactic Legends. Yeah. How did your week, or week, how did your <laughs> match three go solo? Uh, finals? So my match three finals were up against, this guy should have had over 400,000 lifetime banners, but he took he went for the trapped in carbonite title. So he had, I think 375 lifetime banners and he took um, a GA season off. So he's a quality player. Um, He 
set both Galactic Legends down in the front and bottom, and I kept my defenses the same, so I was very paranoid, very paranoid that I didn't have enough offense. I had enough to get through the Galactic Legends. Like, that's not what I was worried about. But then he had a really strong CLS team and a really strong General Grievous team um, up top. Actually, I think this was the Grievous Watt I went up against as well. So I I didn't – I basically had to – oh, no, it was Grievous Newt. It was Grievous Newt up top. I basically had to use my General Skywalker on Grievous because I just didn't have anything to fight it. Then I used my Ray on Ray. I used my Jedi Knight Revan and Jedi Knight Luke counter on his Kylo, which failed, and it pissed me off because – I've done that counter in arena so many times and not lost. And then of course you come to grand arena and (laughs) you lose. Uh, Part of it's probably that it was the fastest Hux I've ever faced. It was, yet Hux had a plus 168 speed set on. Um, So clearly had his best, his best speed mods on his entire roster on it. But so I got it down to just Supreme Leader Kylo. I was able to clear that with uh, Geos plus Thrawn. The problem was I had to go up top, and the only thing I had to take on his CLS team was my Night Sisters. And his CLS team were all R4, plus, um, including Ezra and Nest. Uh, and it was like by the skin of their teeth, but Nest or uh, Night Sisters were able to clear this CLS team just barely. I mean, they started out by targeting DACA. And if I had lost DACA early, I would have just been toast. But thankfully, DACA was able to survive. Uh, she brought people back a few times. I was able to clear the CLS. And so I full cleared with only the one lost Supreme Leader Kylo. And then my opponent attacked today about five hours before the end. He cleared my front zone in one shot, which again was Revan and Grievous. Then he got to the back zone. Then he waited two and a half hours. He attacked my Kylo. (laughs) He lost once to my Kylo, then cleared. Uh, He basically... I don't know what team he used, but he did the same thing as me as he killed all four members. So it was just Kylo left. And then he was able to clear my Kylo. Then he waited until 25 minutes before the round ended, which always annoys the hell out of me. Uh, Just because I already went, it's not like you're waiting to attack, you know, to see what I did. Like I went 12 hours ago, Uh, but it's like, if you attack, if you attack half an hour before the match uh, ends, it means you could have attacked immediately when the match started, right. but you chose not yeah. to. Yeah. Um, but so he starts attacking. He attacks my Mon Mothma team. He loses. He attacks it again. He loses. He attacks it again. He loses. He gives up on it. He goes up. He attacks CLS. He loses. <laughs> He attacks my KRU team that's up top. He loses. He goes back, attacks Von Mothma again. And this is with like five minutes left in the round. And he lost again. So he cleared the front zone, and that was it. Uh, He cleared the front zone, one team up top, (laughs) one team. 
he cleared Supreme Leader Kylo in the bottom back, and that was it. So across this whole week of three matches, my opponents have cleared a total of five zones. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, dude. Um, the guys on GG are going to be so – they're going to hate you for this, for taking <laughs> – you're, you're taking so much storage space uh, from, all the, from all the pictures of failed attacks. <laughs> well, if you go to GA Center, oh, I, don't, I don't think I have the stats pulled up right now. Um, you know, you look at the leaderboard, and usually when you think, like, who's going to lead the leaderboard in defenses or defensive holds, it's like, oh, Endall is going to be on top of defensive holds in Division One. No, <laughs> I, I'm sitting in what two and a half months. It's been not including this round. It's in 24 fights. I have 147 defensive holds. <laughs> you know, it's funny solo because <clears throat> uh, before GA center started, I would say you would be one of the very last people. Like I would bet oh, yeah. money that you would be one of the last yeah. in that category. Like you were such an efficiency player. And then, it was just like that season you were like, oh, I'll just go hard defense from now on. And now, like, it's a, you've become a monster. It's really funny. It's uh, fun to watch, though. It's fun to see. Well, you know what did it? And uh, 100% it was I got Jedi Knight Luke. And the second I could counter a GL without my own GL, it let me put stronger defenses. Like, if I didn't get Luke there, I probably would not be putting – Darth Revan on defense every time. And now I haven't even thought about taking Darth Revan off defense. Um, it's just because I don't, like, I literally don't need him. Um, but yeah, so, and there is exciting news that we'll leave, you know, we'll leave it for tomorrow for the GA center guys, because they deserve you to watch them. They do a lot of work to put on the GA center. Tons of work, yeah. Um, and they're good. They're good guys as well. Um, I don't know which one is more important, but they have <laughs> they have that the power combo. They have both. Yeah, but so it's going to be an interesting leaderboard in Division One um, tomorrow night. <laughs> so I'm very excited to watch that show. Uh, uh, you would be. I, I I would be, but you had a good week too, so you're not falling behind at least. Uh, you're right. Um, I I'll be honest. I hardly watched it last month because I was just so not into three v three, and I kept yeah. I kept just like, yeah, eight and four. That's my worst record ever in GAC just by a long shot. It, it kills me that I terrible. The GA center comes out, and then I have my worst my worst thing you know first yeah. season in 11 months but or 11 seasons but that that's what it is so we just gotta just gotta keep trucking if i can just never lose another match then i'll i'll be good so <laughs> <laughs> well there you go just don't lose it's, it's that simple um <laughs> uh, but yeah so it's going it, it's you know ga center is made grand arena fun again for me like i always enjoyed it i the strategy portion is what I enjoy, but GA Center and competing against, you're actually competing against other people. Like, I'm never going to get first. Uh, I know that. It's just not the way I play. You know, you know I, I, when you go as strong defenses as I have these past three months, 
it's not guaranteed I'm going to pull clear every time. I, and I haven't, especially when I go up against good old Maurice because his defenses are absurd. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I'm never going to get first, but having a group that you can compete against is a lot of fun. So uh, thank you to the GA Center guys for putting this on because it's it's been a it's literally been a blast for me um, keeping up with everybody else. Yeah, a huge shout out to those guys. They they're awesome. Really yeah. appreciate really appreciate what they're doing, and I love that. Um, you know, we have our uh, we have our Gambit Alliance of Creators uh, group, and we're we're starting to plot some things for it. But um, I just like that our group, uh, the the top of the leaderboard is just like, you know. There's one guy who's not in it, and the rest of the leader, like the rest of the group, is the rest of the top of the leaderboard. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. that so that's agreed. That, that is very fun, fun to see. <laughs> uh, I, I have enjoyed that as well, especially with uh, Endall because he started in the lower division one, but he got promoted. And so now he just joined the top of the leaderboard and he's like, Hey guys, I'm here too. Yeah. Forget about <laughs> damn me. it all. And I'm like, damn it all. End all. <laughs> why, why can't I have nice things? <laughs> no, but, but in the, along that vein though, it's cool to see like I, the thing I like about the GA center guys, uh, like or about the, this whole system and everything is like end all. Isn't a guy who's kept track of his overall record. Like I started doing it just as a novelty for, for my videos. Cause I started making videos of all my GA of all my grand arenas from the start. And I was like, Oh, let's just keep track for a while. And I, so I've just maintained that. So I know my total record. Um, but most people haven't. So I, I'm guessing you don't know your total overall record. Um, and that's fine. Uh, but, but like end all, he's just like, yeah, I mostly win. But now we can actually show like how much does Endall actually win? Yeah. And similarly, like, you know, like some of the more entertainer uh, based uh, GAC players, streamers, like, I don't know, a few people have been like, really? Like, they don't actually, like, they talk like they win all the time, but they don't. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, I think maybe that's one of the most satisfying things about GA Center is like having a few of these myths dispelled and you know and a lot of people are just like well i just watch so and so because they're funny and i'm yeah. like totally fine like no judgment from me certainly i just uh you know like if honestly i i should probably try to do the more entertaining stuff too i just i, yeah. I don't as much and um <laughs> You know, it, what's frustrating to me is when someone's like, when I'm like, oh, this is a good counter. And someone's like, well, so-and-so didn't use it. In fact, yeah. they told me it's bad. And I'm like, well, so-and-so is an entertainment person and he <laughs> loses all the time. Yeah. So. So-and-so is 11 and 13 right now. Uh, right. But I will say, and T-Bone even said it in chat, cough, cough, Arnold. If you look at, so it's, you look at the leaderboard, at least for last week, and it's, you know, uh, Fruit Ninja, then the four GA Center or GAC guys, and then Arnold's actually sitting in sixth at 18 and six. Um, so he's, since GA Center started, Arnold has 
actually been putting on a strong show. Now, the one thing that he does is he places a strong defense as well. Uh, so he doesn't full clear all that often. So it's actually easy to think that he's losing because he doesn't full clear. But he's 18 and 6, which is, uh, I mean, credit where credit's due. He's he's winning. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, it, he has absolutely, like I've said in the past, that he's not a good player. And um, he's made me eat my words a little bit, frankly. Um, yeah. I still think some of his theory is, you know, just like I think everyone's theory, like, cause it's not mine. I think it's a little off, but you know, like he's also super entertaining. It's, it's, you know, I don't have anything against Arnold at all. Yeah. Just to be, just to be real clear. Um, and in the past, I absolutely would have said he's one of those guys who sucks, but is entertaining. Um, yeah. Absolutely would have said that in the past. And, you know, We'll see if he continues. I guess we'll see. We that we will. Um, show, the show he tries to put on. Yeah, he 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 puts on an act, and that's why he has followers, and he does it well. Um, so it's good to see that he's actually doing well as well. Uh, with with that said, it's probably time to move on to our next section. Sure, we've. We've been talking a lot so far, um, and that is our podcast question section. We do have four questions. I will say uh, at the start, if you want to ask a question and have it end up on the show, you can join our Discord. There's a link down below if you're on Twitch or actually in the description below if you're listening to the podcast as well. Uh, for our Discord, there's a podcast question section. Throw it in there and next the following week we should we should get to it so with that said let's get started um and this is based off of our podcast last week it's kind of a follow-up question to what we said about talking about how ships are stale and could benefit from a modding system or something um so question is I think that you could remove the staleness by doing uh, ship upgrades. They could function similar to mods and providing certain stats, but make them fun in-universe things like specific weapons like a quad laser cannon, an ion turret, uh, dedicated astromech, shield generators, etc. I think this would allow us to make our ships unique and customized and move away from the current predictability of ship battles. How would you feel about an addition like this? it's well implemented then cool yeah i I don't know i don't care (laughs) like quad laser cannon i like so i like all the in-universe stuff but i still love this game and we have to put stun guns on everyone and we never actually see anyone in universe ever ever use a stun gun (laughs) mark five or otherwise like yeah that's not a thing in star like yes it is a thing in star wars theoretically technically but if everyone's wearing them like people you know those old memes of general kenobi people calling him general carbanti and instead of wearing armor he's just wearing like car- slabs of carbanti <laughs> like i, I don't uh, care it's just random gear like it's just bottlenecks the same thing so if if it's like quad lasers on the falcon i'm like okay like 
or so, just make me apply Carbanti. I don't, I don't care about that, frankly. Uh, so if it's well implemented, sure. Having a customizable ships to, to be able to stat them, you know, mod them, so to speak, the way we want that that's probably the appealing part. What do you think solo? Yeah, I, um, I think that like if you do it in a sense of like oh you can choose this this or this and you only get one and you put it on the ship do you uh do you want to put uh speed on Anakin or do you want to put uh, a a stronger weapon and make him hit harder or do you want to put shield generators to protect him and so people can build the fleets how they want, but it's not it's not like RNG like mods. It's it's almost like a relic level, I guess you could say. But you choose which direction the relic level goes in. It's like you can improve damage, or you can improve shields, or you can improve speed. I think that would actually make it really interesting to watch how people um, how people build their fleets, and I think it might provide a kind of uniqueness because they never change the fleet medics. People don't like ships enough for them to work on ships that often. So the fleet meta lasts like 10 to 12 months every time. So if you at least let us vary the ship meta by switching up how we want the ships to perform, I I think it would be interesting. Sort of. Uh, I still, I I didn't play this game for ships. I, I still don't play the game for ships, but at least some variety would be nice. Yeah, um, I'd be. I, I guess the the thing is, I'm already strapped for time. Like I don't, I don't want to do my mods. Like I, I recently yeah. re- d- discovered that I have two twenty speed mods just in my main account inventory, <laughs> along with like two rows, literally two other two rows beyond that. Um, so like total of 12 mods, um, that are all at 17 speed or higher that have just not applied at all on my roster. And I, it's because, you know, and it doesn't, it's not like, oh, and then the next fastest was 12. It's like, it just keeps going. And I could probably, I probably am going to have to start deleting plus nine mods on my, like, I have a ton of good mods. I just don't want to spend the time to apply them. I know, I recognize they're incredibly important. I do spend a lot of time on mods. I just don't want to spend more time on mods. And if we have to do that, a similar system with ships, it, I can't guarantee I'll do it very much, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. That's completely fair. Um, all right. Next question. Uh, I am a 3.9 GP Division 2 player, recently unlocked Jedi Knight Revan and trying to figure out where General Kenobi fits in. My patent May team would suffer without GK in it, but so would my JKR team. How do you suggest I utilize GK between the two teams? This was sort of answered on the Discord server, but I feel like it's kind of a common question, so we might as well answer it on the podcast as well. Absolutely. Well, and it's valid, like, that was the hardest part about Jedi Knight Revan for me, uh, or about Padme for me, was Jedi Knight Revan no longer had GK. Because there is no denying that GK fits really well on a Jedi Revan squad. Like, there, you just can't, he's, he's awesome on a, on a Jedi Revan squad. And so 
the answer though, and I, I think it, I, I'm guessing that Solo, you're going to agree pretty wholeheartedly is you have to put him on Padme in 5v5 at least. 3v3, there's wiggle room, but like 5v5 and then just don't look back because he is amazing, amazing, amazing with Padme and yeah. he's only amazing, amazing with Jedi Ripley. Right. He's he's basically unkillable on Padme. Um, but yeah, I completely agree. Even with Jedi Knight Revan, I didn't run GK on my Jedi Knight Revan team. Uh, I either ran Chewie or Ezra. So I never really used Kenobi on my Jedi Knight Revan team, except for to throw him in after I... I would claim first, then put Kenobi in, just because he dropped less, basically. Um, but so I never used him on Jedi Knight Revan, so you can easily not use him. In fact, Plo is fantastic on a Jedi Knight Revan uh, team as well. <laughs> Maybe not an R7 Plo, cough and o cough. Um, <laughs> and here but... Ando's talking about Juanita, because he, uh, <laughs> he's autocorrect, changed Juhani to Juanita. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I do. I, I do actually. If I put Jedi Knight Revan on defense, I will put Juanita with them every once in a while as well because she is a tank, and she has a stun, so it's annoying at least. Um, and yeah, that's the nice thing about Revan is that he makes almost any Jedi good, and that is one hundred percent true. He he really does. Just, I mean. CG has already admitted that Ray isn't a Jedi because Jedi Aunt Revan makes them too good. Um, so Gosh, people you, saying Juhani isn't as bad as people think she is. She Juhani isn't as good as some other people think she is. That's fair, but she's not Rose. <laughs> like she's not completely worthless. You're right about that. And most people had to have her R12 or R12. Good lord, no, no solo, no. Uh, G12 for, <laughs> you know, uh, the legendary events. So you have this G12 Jedi that taunts and stuns. Um, there's worse that you can use. Absolutely. Um, yeah. All right. Moving on. Next question. Yeah. Actually, so I'll be right back. I got to go grab something. All or right. Literally, literally like 15 seconds. We're counting right here. Stop giving CG ideas. <laughs> oh, they've already got the ideas. Don't you worry. Uh, let's see. Her relics made her somewhat decent. And oh, they might have. Um, I can honestly say I don't think my Juhani will ever find the relics yeah. to find out if they made her decent. <laughs> uh, and 17 seconds, Aerith. Slacker. Okay, well, I said I was back, but I didn't want to interrupt you, and then I realized you were probably timing me. So I'm sure I spent at least like five or ten seconds waiting for you to stop talking. Uh, all right. So next question, and this is actually, uh, I mean, I, I think we can spend a little time on this because I have noticed a lot of changes with this. Do you feel that there's an unintended nerf to the gain 100% turn meter abilities with the turn meter overflow changes? And this person 
found themselves using call to action a lot less recently because it usually means you go less or go last after every other ally when you use it. Um, so with these new turn meter changes, and I do think that they're good overall, but I am tending to agree with him that all the gain 100% turn meter abilities are basic are kind of like sly nerfed. Um, it's not an intentional nerf, but I have noticed CLS isn't going after he gets his bonus abilities, and there's other characters that just aren't going um, because of these turn meter changes. So I, I, I do I do think that there was a nerf to it. I think it's a nerf that we should live with because Honestly, these turn meter changes were really good, but I I noticed this. I I mean, I noticed my CLS will do the form switch and then he'll go third, which is kind of annoying because it really changes how you play with some of these teams or do some of these things. What about you? Yeah, I mean, did they think through every single interaction with TM that there can be? No. Like, yeah, I, I would say that that's actually maybe one of the biggest CG blind spots is TM interactions. Not, not to, not that I necessarily think that's unreasonable. Like, you're always going to have something you're weakest at, and TM is just really hard to see all of because the whole picture. Like, they make so many kits with turn meter, and all these interactions, and it's it's just crazy. And then they'll release a character like you know they're aware of it because they'll every once in a while they'll release a character that just totally stops TM gain. And it, it like it really messes with a lot of different teams, <laughs> yeah. you know, like like Hux or uh, Malik or you know, etc. They know that what they're doing though. I I think that sure there there could very well be like my guess is that Call to Arms was intended and would they would still prefer it to be uh, it to be like a you know <laughs> Luke immediately takes a turn after switching yeah. stances. Um, yeah. But my guess is that they actually looked at that one thing and decided it didn't break the game. Because I'm, I'm guessing, like, CLS teams are very relevant still. I'm guessing they just, if you're going to make a change like that, and it is a pretty big change. I mean, the fact that my Vader could reliably go first with 0.8 speed faster, like... You know, they, they clearly wanted those tiebreakers. And we've been begging them for tiebreakers for forever, for like years, frankly. Um, it's like, who, who goes first? Everyone's got a 100% turn meter. It's just random. That sucks. Because <laughs> now my character, who is way faster and better and should be going first because he was like the second in line to 100% turn meter, now go, like never gets a turn. It's stupid. Yeah. So if you're going to make a big change you're gonna to have to have some consequences. And I think the call to action example is a great example of a negative consequence. Cause I would love it if he immediately took a bonus turn or something instead, but uh, you know, they can't go back and change everyone's kits, you know, that would just change the game too fundamentally much. So uh, that's my thought. Yeah. I. Five of first with Rex was also really dumb. Five of first with Rex was really annoying. Um, it was dumb. You're right. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I, I do. I do think there was that unintended nerf. I have noticed it. I think the turn meter changes make the game better overall. But like you said, there's just like this small carve out of three or four abilities that just they're still good abilities. Like call to action is still a fantastic ability. You just kind of have to deal with the consequences of it as well and accept it. So that way, when you use 501st with the clones, you know your general Skywalker isn't going to take the third turn or the second turn or whatever, you know, turn it ends up being. You can actually plan for when Skywalker is going to take a turn or when troopers go, you don't have to do these ridiculously complicated math formulas to line up the troopers anymore, which is nice. Uh, you know, you just make Death Trooper one speed faster and he will go before Range Trooper. It doesn't have to be 0.8 times, you know, Stark speed plus 20 and carry the one. It's just, oh, Death Trooper's one speed faster and he's slower than Stark. There you go. He's going next, which is very nice. Uh, it helps It helps when you're doing your mods and not having to do complex formulas. Oh, man. Oh, well, yeah, like the troopers after, like they, they were getting to the point where like you just don't use troopers that much anymore. I mean, right. we're still in that spot really, but um, yeah, like we're, we were at this point where I was like, if I remod Stark at all, I have to remod like five, four other guys. Mm-hmm. And that's just not worth it to me. <laughs> it just, just sucks. So, like the the fact that they're um, the fact that they're actually um, yeah. Sorry, I'm yeah. distracted by the the sixty nine comment in chat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to get but, you into the deck talk chat, Sarah? Where's, oh man. Where's Derp? He's been he's been overly quiet. <laughs> I deleted too many of his messages. <laughs> uh, things no one regrets. Hashtag things no one regrets. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on to the next question. This is our last question, and it's more of a way to poke fun at Zareth question, which is why uh -oh. I included it. So what do you think of all these streamers and YouTubers that coming out with these nonsensical Galactic Legends speculation posts just for clickbait. <laughs> um, I, I'm one of those guys, I guess. Uh, though, honestly, I think that a lot of my, the stuff in my post, obviously everyone thinks the things they do are reasonable, but I think, like, I, I just, frankly, it, yeah, I get I get people want to make videos and want to make money and they're going to sensationalize things. They're going to like yeah. just totally, you know, say crazy things uh, about, you know, like things that maybe they don't even think necessarily, but they're like super over the top reactive, super negative, super positive, whatever. And I just wanted to do an, a video on analysis of it. So like I, I just made a video. I was just like, well, here's what I think. Here's here's how I feel about it. Like, so, yeah, I made one, but, <laughs> and it I mean, it, and it was frankly, I I wanted more clicks, you know. I but I also wanted an alternative viewpoint out there uh, because I knew I knew that people were going to be pulled in extremely different directions, and I I wanted people to 
I wanted people to actually have a take that was maybe a little less emotion uh, <laughs> driven. Like, yeah, you know, like, okay, like, yes, I have feelings about it, but here's like, this is the reality if we're going to continue to play the game. Here is some stuff that I noticed in the post that I think are going to actually help, potentially help you. So, yeah. I don't know. If it was designed to poke fun at me, I guess I don't really feel that poked. Because, yeah. You know, what, what are your thoughts on it, Solo? I, you know what? I, I think the video, the video, well, I don't think, I know, the videos get made because people want to watch them or want to discuss it or want to see what other people think. So I'm, I'm all for the videos. Um, I didn't make one just because I don't have time to make videos right now because of work life. Um, but this speculation time is the fun time of the game. I, you know, it's the, it, it's just like in sports when you get to the free agency period and it's like, who's your team going to sign? Or you get to the baseball trade deadline and it's like, who's going to get traded to your team to help you make the playoff push. It's the same thing with these galactic legend, you know, videos of who are we going to get to or who do we have to uh do to get to get these galactic legends getting all excited um and there's something about at least me i know i could watch probably about six different speculation videos as long as they're not an hour long but if it's like just a 10 minute quick here's who i think here's why i think this makes sense like, I, I like seeing other people's opinions. I That is what I enjoy. So I, I'm all for the videos. Like, I was watching Operation Metaverse last week. And, you know, they did their speculation portion of, the, of their podcast as well. And we kind of did it above as the same thing. Um, sure. And they, they had completely different views on who were going to be needed than I did. And I thought it was really interesting that here's uh, these two people that I respect their ability to play the game and what they do in the game and everything that they've achieved so far. And their thought process is like 100% completely different from where I am. Um, and from where you are too, because other than Jedi Luke, we mostly agree about a lot of the characters uh, that we think might be needed. And like they're they're talking about how uh, a Jawa might be needed and Tuskins might be needed because they were on Luke's journey. I was like, I never thought that. I thought we were going to keep in this faction with like maybe one or two others just kind of thrown in. And so I found it incredibly interesting to see what these other people were saying. So it might be clickbait, um, but I'm all, I, I'm all for it because I, I think anything that gets people excited about the game is a good thing that's you know at the end of the day that that's what it is if it's a negative video saying uh rabble 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 r4 they shouldn't make us do this well then i think the video can go burn and die um but if it's like a speculation post that's trying to get people hyped up for what's coming i love it i i want more of them yeah, I'm I'm good with them. I I guess my thought is I there was a point when um there were some content creators, some of the bigger ones who 
basically just like got together and uh, decided on what to say beforehand. And then they all just posted the same thing. And it was like, they were trying to reinforce each other, I think, so that they'd have the prevailing opinion on, you know, how, how things were going to shake out or something. They'd, they gave themselves credibility by like they manufactured it by look like these other big YouTubers also saying this. And (laughs) to me, it, it just, that annoys me. I don't want to read. I don't want to hear the same stuff and the same reasoning. I agree. I I'm open to I'm open to new suggestions. Like I make my speculation and we can move on. But uh, when when it's all just the exact same speculation, and then I have to contend with other people saying, "Well, no," because most most other people think this, and I'm like, that just frustrates me. I'm like, how about? How about you don't quote someone else? You just tell me why you think that yeah. instead. How about so. you don't get together and tell me that a character sucks and then they become meta for the next six weeks? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. We, sadly, we couldn't get so-and-so to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the test account, yeah. Oh, geez. I could, I could laugh forever about that. Oh, every time. Uh, all right. <laughs> With that said, that was our last pad podcast question. So let's... We've been going for almost two hours. Let's let's kind of hit the home stretch here. We both have alts. Your alt is sitting what about three point nine million right now? Yeah, three point eight. Yeah. I'm past um, the barrier. Next time, Division <laughs> Two. Ooh, making big moves. Uh, so, <laughs> how'd your alt do in five v five? Um, well, it did well. <laughs> I don't even know. So um, I think I'm going to go on a, I'm going to try for top 10 again. Uh, if I can remember to do my fleet battles tonight, I need to do three more. Cause I always just like do the daily. Like I just jump in and then exit out immediately forfeit. So I need to actually get five arena wins with ships, which is irritating. But um, if that's not enough, like, so I, I won all three of my matches. I, I got my 60th, 61st, and 62nd consecutive win on that account. Um, so we're, I'm, I'm rolling. It's been good. Uh, I don't know what to say. Like, the first two matches were just pretty easy. Um, <laughs> Not not much. Not I think the most interesting thing was all of my opponents had the negotiator, which is new. Most of my opponents oh. don't have the negotiator. Uh, and one of them even put it on defense. Uh, but I my my alt has another trick up its sleeve. I only not only have a seven star negotiator to put on defense. I also have, and this in like in a in a couple days, I'll have a seven star malevolence. yeah so uh my malevolence still just pwned that noob uh gk and it it was good (laughs) but it it felt if i was like oh look at this we're kind of getting high level i get to actually finally use like my high-end fleet and feel like it's actually necessary now because before this i mean and i had anticipated going back down to this uh to this point but most people just place some kind of star destroyer and that you know was assorted accompaniment so uh yeah 
it's been pretty easy. Um, my fi- my finals opponent actually placed Darth Revan on defense, their full bastard Darth Revan, which uh, that that team has always given my alt uh, problems, and this was no exception. I I noticed it early on that it would, so I uh, I threw in a burner, and then I used a couple meta teams and burned it down, got the full clear. Then they didn't attack, so. So, anyways, we I'm good to go so far. We'll see. I'm at the point now that it would be a really sad thing to drop my winning streak though. So, yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen. But how did you do on your uh what 6. Point what million account all accounts? I think it's 6.3 now. Let's, let's see. It is it's quite high. Uh 6.273. So just under 6.3. Oh, and the new event has started. God, it's already that time. Um, I So last 5v5, I really struggled on this account because I unlocked Ray, and quite frankly, I was not – my roster was not in a place <laughs> to comp- compete with other unlocked Rays. So I, I was really nervous coming into this round. And then I lost my first match um, but just by banners, by three banners. It was 1917 to 1914. Um, and it was very – so I, I started to get really scared that it was going to be a repeat of last 5v5. And then I went up against somebody with Supreme Leader Kylo. He kept it for offense, and I won – I mean, I walked through basically – do the same thing on my alt that I do on my main now. I leave Darth Revan, CLS, Padme, and General Grievous on defense. Um, And since I was up against Kylo, I also put Ray on defense. Uh, And then I forgot for the last round that I didn't, or that I went up against Kylo and I put Ray on defense because in my final match, I was up against another Ray and I don't have a good Ray counter other than Darth Revan is my only off meta counter. And if they put Malik on the Ray team, I'm screwed basically. So I, I usually just keep Ray for offense. When I face a Ray, I completely forgot. I just let it set defenses from the round before I look down at the bottom of the screen and there's Ray. And I have both Darth Revan and my Ray on defense. So I, you know, through duct tape and magic, basically, I was able to counter his ray mostly with my Vader, who's my Vader team is not set up to counter rays uh, right now. But so I was able to kill Ray, Haldo, and um, who's the other one? Oh, L3 on the team. And then the resistance hero bros were. <laughs> still alive. So I was able to clean them up easy because they had no leadership ability. Um, and then I was able to just kind of clear the rest of the board. He struggled mightily and didn't full clear me at all. <laughs> he cleared one zone. Um, and I ended up getting the win, but I was so scared when I saw Ray was down on defense. I was like, 
oh, great, I'm going to start one and two because I'm an idiot. Like, not not because he was going to beat me, just because I'm an idiot and didn't keep a ray counter. So thank God. Thank God Vader, Vader did some work, at least. And I was able to finish two and one because um, I, I can't go another season on my all where I miss Kyber. That was just – that was extremely depressing last 5v5. Uh, but, yeah, so that's how my alt did. Uh, it was, in theory, a successful week, uh, just with the one loss right at the start. Would you say that there is a vast array of rays, of ray compositions out there? Um, yes. You just kept I saying array, uh, and it just kept making yeah. me think of. Yes. I, I, I didn't want to give in to the joke, but I, I will. <laughs> I, I will give in to the joke. I will say, Good. interesting to me is on my alt, I face a lot more Ray owners than I do Pylos. Like my pod this time was seven Rays and one Kylo. And when I did 5v5, it was it was really the same where I mostly fight Rays, which is interesting to me. Oh, well, yeah, I think most people went for Ray initially. I don't know. That's my impression is that Ray is – there's more Rays out there. But Yeah, now, now I'm curious. Um, so we'll see. Filter by all. There are 15,000 Rays right now in the game. According to swgoh.gg, let's let's see Kylo's fifteen thousand. Okay. Yeah. Player data rank all, and there's fourteen thousand three hundred basically Supreme Leader Kylo. So there's only about seven hundred more rays out there, which isn't a small number. But when you consider that we're talking tens of thousands, seven hundred isn't that big of a difference. Yeah, you're right. That's not a huge, 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 huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that was a little tangent there at the end. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's how we did with our alts. We're both. God, so you're 6-0 and on the week, and I'm 5-1 and on the week between the two accounts. That's not a bad start to 5v5. No, not bad. I mean, that's the one that we care about, so it's good. Right. Good that we're actually doing well. I mean, 3v3, it's nice to do well on as as well, but yeah. um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I do care about doing well in it. For it, it. Like, just to be real clear, like, just because it's not my very favorite thing, I still feel extremely, like, embarrassed, really, that I, at how poor of a showing I had last time, so. Yeah. Uh, all right, so... We have spent a, we've actually spent, had two weeks preparing for this 5v5. Um, but what have you done in the past week for Grand Arena to prepare for it? Um, so, <laughs> let's see. Not much. I'm trying to think of what I did. I got Hoth Rebel. Or Hoth Scout, whatever Hoth Rebel Scout, uh, one of the one of the Scout Bros, the Hoth yeah. Bros, he's up to gear twelve. Maybe I did that last time. I don't remember. Um, 
what did I do? I should have actually answered that question before we actually uh, started tonight, but uh, I getting Ray has just consumed me in a big way. Like it just, just depleted all of my resources. If I just I put everything into it. So I've just been, I've been wanting to put more gear on guys, but I don't necessarily have a huge excess of gear. So I'm trying to build up all my reserves and it's actually good that I've been doing that because uh, now we have the galactic legends coming up and I, I have some resources to spend at least. Uh, yeah. I have Piet at Relic, uh, Relic, geez, at gear <laughs> 10 right now. Um, and I did buy the pack for him. So he's four stars. I have actually been uh, mini whaling. I'm doing the whale light version of uh, Chupio. <laughs> um, and so he's at six stars right now. And honestly, it, it's someone hashtag whale problemed me the other day, whale problems. Um, but I was like, this this shipment's farm is so miserable. Like he never shows up. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hashtag whale problems. I was like, yeah, I guess that's fair. That's that's fair, yeah. But, but it's like, I, I went like 20 some uh, shipments in a row where he just didn't show up. And I'm like, how does this make sense? I think I was complaining about it last podcast. Like he just doesn't show up. It, I'm in this really weird disarray though of thought of like, I would, I think my inclination, I, so my prediction is, and I'm not going to get super into it, but my prediction is uh, that, that Luke is going to be the most obnoxious person to kill since Ray. Like he is just going to be the worst. He'll be like, Hey, you thought you killed me, but you just killed my projection. You know, like he never does anything to attack in the whole movie. His character is never attack. It's just like yeah. protect and defend and delay. And that's what he's like. I wonder if one of his Zeta is going to be like, like reduce the total time on this match by one minute. Or something. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> like, hey, chat was yelling at me to not give CG ideas. Um, please don't give CG ideas. Yeah, seriously, like horrible. But I think he's going to be the most obnoxious character ever, and he's not going to hit very hard. Or like he'll hit, he'll hit hard, but he'll hit like as hard as Ray does. You know, like not, not like yeah. destroying everyone's uh, face with it. And I think Sith Emperor Palpatine, or whatever, um, he is going to end up being really offensive oriented and. I, I'm guessing, like, I, I would really prefer to have the the more fun character first, the one that I can actually use on offense and kill things with. Yep. I'd much rather have that than the one that no one really wants to use, and so they put them <laughs> on defense. Like, I just, I, so, so yeah, uh, I, that being said, I found myself in this weird conundrum of I'm, I've committed to uh, buying shipments of Chupio and I'm going to get him up to relics regardless. But if I do that, wouldn't I be better off going for Luke? So I truly have no idea. I'm in this weird state of just over investing on things that aren't necessarily in, in uh, efficient. So yeah. that's, that's what I've done. I've quit. I've just, uh, put myself in some kind of an existential quandary what about you solo uh so i 
Well, I got Ezra to uh, G13 and Relic level four. That's what I was working on before Galactic Legends were announced, and I really wanted to finish, at least finish uh, that because, you know, we have the potential for two different Jedi teams, and I wanted to make sure um, I had that, basically. So I finished off Ezra, and then I got Piet to gear 10, and he's double zated. Uh, nice, me too. Double zeta. Yeah. I, I honestly, I, I paused doing that because I'm at the point now where I want to save, uh, save all my zetas for the Galactic Legends. I basically want to save up 120 zetas. That way I'm always prepared for when I get them. But I figured he was worth it to spend some zetas early on. And then other than him, I looked at, if you go to swgoh.gg, they now have the, the gear you need list for the new Galactic Legends as well. And just from the first round of requirements from Chupio and Mon Mothma, where the only two I don't have G12, I need 200 of the G12 furnaces. And so I started farming them because we're going to end up needing like 800 of them for each Galactic Legend. So I might as well start the farm now. Might as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's depressing, kind of. It is. It, it, it's exciting. Uh, mm. I can also tell you for the Galactic Republic event, I just beat the hardest tier with my old Republic, so it works, in case we're wondering. Um, and it was just Revan, Bastila, Jolie, Mission, Zalbar. Oh. There you go. Good yeah. to know. Uh, all right. So that is everything we've done to prepare for the week. We have had, I think, I, I think we've had a good podcast so far. And so with that said, I think it's time to wrap up. And all right. So Solo, why don't you tell us about all these different great things that you're way faster at talking about than I am? Uh, yeah, because I've stopped caring about them. Uh, we both have YouTube pages. <laughs> Search for our names on YouTube. You shall find us. It's Zareth, X-A-E-R-E-T-H, uh, or Solobase15, S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-1-5. Um, you will find our YouTube pages. Uh, obviously, we have Twitch pages. We have the Gambit Podcast one, which you're on now, and we appreciate uh, all of you as followers. And if you haven't clicked follow, please do. That helps the channel grow. Uh, we also have our individual pages. So if you search my name, Solobase15, you will find my Twitch page. Some heathen stole Zareth's name. So he is Zareth underscore prevails. You search that and you will find him. Please leave a follow for both of us as well. Uh, we do our Grand Arena streams on our Twitch pages. So we would appreciate those follows. Uh, we have a Discord server. I already talked about it earlier when we talked about the podcast questions, but it is a Grand Arena-focused Discord server. It's up around 1,500 people now, so there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people to help if you have Grand Arena questions. Um, and if you make Kyber we make your name blue. It sounds stupid, but a lot of people get excited about that, including me. 
Um, so if you've made Kyber, come show off and brag for everyone and get a blue name on the Discord server. Now, finally, the probably most useful thing that we have is uh, a Google document that is a counter sheet where it will list the full five members of the team that we faced. It will list the full members of the team that we used to beat that team. And then directly next to it, there's a timestamped link. If you click the timestamped link, it will bring you to the actual fight itself. And you can see how strong the counter is. You can see what moves we used on the counter and you'll see how the counter works. It is much better than just seeing, you know, a little head of Talzin and then the counter saying a little head of Stark. You will see how good the counter actually is and how much gear we have on those characters, which is quite important when you're talking about counters. And with that said, Zareth, it is time to wrap up. <laughs> I agree, Solo. This went, this went just long enough, I think. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. That's how we have to end it. Um, <laughs> that is. So despite what we do with our defenses in Grand Arena, remember, don't be a dick. And evil sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All of those things, yes. Has Mudbum's count, Kylo counter for Ray made it on Xando? <laughs> so, okay, fine. I'll I'll tell the story for just for the people who don't. So, so Mudbum gets all excited. He's he saved his Zeta or his ultimate uh, material uh, for uh, Supreme Leader Kylo, and so he finally gets Supreme Leader Kylo unlocked. It is immediately able to get the ultimate material applied and we're all like yes this is cool because it's 3v3 we get to see him kill ray with it like on stream it's awesome <laughs> and then mudbum just just uh goes straight for kylo doesn't does or for ray and doesn't even like touch the ads and everyone's like uh, like i know ando said it too of like I, we all thought that it was like this cool new counter that he had you know, like he'd built it all up and then he just like ended up dying a horrible death, didn't kill anyone. And we were like, how? It was like, you were the chosen one. And we thought, we thought we were going to see something awesome. And instead we were like, wow, that was, that wasn't great. So wow. no, I haven't put that on my counter sheet. I don't, it will... That's the kind that's the kind of thing we're trying to avoid, but it was still really funny. <laughs> so, okay, I'm sorry that took a long time, but it might be worth that explanation. So, uh, well, we get to laugh, so at least there's that. <laughs> indeed. All right, folks, have a great night and week, and don't be a dick. Yes. Good night, everyone, and thank you for joining. We'll see you on Friday night um, for our Grand Arena streams because it's five v five, and it'll be a fun stream. With that said, evil sucks. Have a good night. Have a good night. <laughs>